Hello, you lovely little human you, and welcome to episode 69 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. 60 freaking nine, and it is mighty fine, guys. I'm, uh, I'm really excited about today's episode. We're going to dive into some concepts that I talk a lot about on Instagram, and I used to talk about even more, as I would kind of rant a lot in my stories, and I haven't in more recent times for two reasons. Number one, because I've been busy, and sometimes that shit takes a while. And number two, because I hate whenever I feel like I'm giving some good advice and nobody's listening to the damn thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand if I'm just rambling on in my story about not being able to get a good cup of coffee that you're like, Ugh, come on, get over yourself, and you just skip on through. I get it. But whenever I go over some like pretty easy but also mind-blowing health advice and I can tell that people are just like, nah. I don't care. I then meh to you and don't talk about it. Uh, but today we're going to kind of go over this little story and it relates to why green juice might be so much. And I use that with a great assault. I'm not necessarily saying just green juice, but the overall idea of like if you go into a juice bar, why the hell is it so expensive? And why have we been one of the main reasons, the main causations why it is so expensive? Like, why are we actually the ones that are fucking up our own health? So, if any of that just made you giggle or made you go, hmm, then please continue to listen. If anything, go grab yourself a warm, yummy cup of coffee, tea, if that's your fancy little weirdo you, and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here... We will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat, fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. All right, guys, I'm going to jump right into the nitty gritty today. As I started, I told you that we're going to go down and talk about a little bit of this story. And it's not actually my story. Uh, A friend of mine had posted this a few years ago. It came up on my memories and it just kind of gave me this little light bulb to make a podcast on this because I I think her message is so strong and um, I am sure that every single person listening to this can relate to it in some fashion or another. So... Here is the caption from my lovely friend Amanda. I've bartended in nightclubs where drinks were $17 each and most people would pay up plus tip, no questions asked, and then returned for more or would spend thousands of dollars on bottle service. I also managed a cold press juice shop in West Hollywood where a bottle of organic fruit or veggie juice full of vitamins and nutrients was $10 and people would be like, are you serious? $10 for a juice? And then they would either throw a hissy fit and give me their money while being very upset or they would walk out the door with absolutely nothing in hand. This is a great example of how most of our society views investing in their health. People will drop over 100 per month on lattes and hundreds more on drinking and eating out. Yet, they will not want to spend $80 on a gym membership 
or hundreds on therapy or a coaching program. And then they wonder why they don't feel good or why they aren't reaching their goals. People spend hours scrolling on their phones or watching Netflix, but don't have enough time to read, to meditate, or to go for a jog. Your actions show where your priorities are, not your thoughts and your ideas. And that's where I'm going to end it, but I want to read that last part one more time. Your actions show where your priorities are, not your thoughts and ideas. Now, whenever I work with people one-on-one with coaching, with nutrition coaching in particular, I am a very, very, very big believer of it is not my goal to tell you all of the things that you cannot eat. I hate whenever somebody physically says the words, I can't eat that because it's a bold face freaking lie. Well, at least I'm assuming that the person that I'm talking to is a grown adult and they then have the ability to make their own decisions. Now, I do also fully understand that we learn nothing about nutrition in our elementary school or our foundational years. From whenever you're a little kid all the way up through high school, there are two things, the two F's that I swear we do not learn enough about, and it is food and finances. Whenever it comes to food, we see a little pyramid. We kind of talk about eat more shit on the bottom, eat less shit on the top. See how the bigger portion is like you can fill more things in there and the smaller portion you can fill less things in? Yep, that's how you should eat. And that's it. That's all. That's literally all we talk about. Yet there are so, so, so many more things that go into that. And some of them are easier to see than others, or some are easier to, no pun intended, digest than others. It is pretty easy for me to be able to kind of describe and get somebody to understand what they are consuming once we start really looking at like the numbers of what they're eating. And I'm not saying that tracking your macros is something that is for everybody. For some, it might not even be a healthy approach based on what uh, their past experiences are. That's a whole different ballgame. But I am saying that we all get a better understanding of what we like should be consuming more of as long as we're not talking about some kind of uh, like food allergy or other things. I mean, we can still understand it in pretty easy terms, but there's a few then extra things in there, right? There's a few extra little hiccups or what ifs or things of that nature. But no matter what, I feel like we as a society are starting to understand a little bit more about, and whenever I say little, like I'm right now holding up my fingers like to make the like where you would squint and look in between your your thumb and your index finger and like they're practically touching. Okay, so I think we've made like the smallest freaking jump of progress. But hey, progress nonetheless. So yay humans. But I find it interesting that we still then automatically result to things that are unhealthy. Now, please note, I'm not trying to say that you can't go drink a beer or that you can't go have a glass of wine with a friend or that you shouldn't eat the ice cream or that you can't go watch Netflix. Like the point of this episode is not to sit here and be like, shame on you. How many glasses of alcohol did you have this week? Or how many times did you, uh, or how many hours did you spend on Netflix? Like, no, that is not the point of today's episode. My point is to simply get you to realize that you are in your own way. 
you are in your own way. There are so many resources now, and I think social media, this is one thing that is awesome about it. It makes the accessibility to good coaches from food to fitness to your mental health to a life coach to a business coach. I mean, the list goes on and on. There are so many resources to, unfortunately, some shitty coaches, but some great coaches. The ability to be able to pick up your phone and not even having to call if you hate doing that, just pick up your phone and so- search on social media. Like you, you the, the numbers are endless in all of those fields. So I'm not trying to say shame on you for not understanding that yes, you can eat the ice cream, but you do have to eat X amount of veggies and protein. Like how are you supposed to know that? If anything, society has only taught us ice cream is bad. Do not eat ice cream. Or we go more of the, fuck what I think I should look like. I want to eat the ice cream. I'm going to eat the ice cream all the time. Like, yes, you have to find the right balance for your mental health. That does not mean that you eat ice cream every single day or three times a day. Just like it doesn't mean that you never can, like, ice cream's a complete no-no and that you can never eat it again. You have to find that right happy medium. And if anything, take time to look at it like how Amanda just pointed out to us. How many times this week did you spend money, let's say $10 or more, on something that was not supporting your health? And how many times did you say no to putting money towards your health? Like, are you right now thinking about buying that Peloton bike? Or are you thinking about hiring a personal trainer? Maybe uh, getting into a book club or going uh, to work with a nutrition coach. Maybe getting on a meal plan service. Maybe it is um, like actually walking your own dog instead of paying somebody to walk your dog, which I'm sorry, guys. That's one that I literally have never comprehended. If you're old, I get it and you can't walk the dog. But like, isn't that kind of the fun part of having a dog? Is that just me? I don't, I don't get that one. But um, in all seriousness, throughout, let's just say this one week, maybe even this whole year, this episode launches on February 1st or so yeah, I can't say this whole year, the first month of the year and this whole year thus far. If you were to actually add it up, how many dollars are you spending on hurting your health? And how many dollars are you spending on saving your health? And if the numbers are not looking in your favor, where can you make adjustments? Is that saying that you should never go get Starbucks? No, go get Starbucks. Who the fuck cares? If you are the weirdo that likes pumpkin spice, then you do you. I absolutely hate the damn thing, so drink it all up, my friend. I'll go for the black coffee, but tomato, tomato. However, if that's something that makes you smile, go get it. But let's actually look at other things. If you're going to say, I can't afford a gym membership, I'm sorry, that's horseshit. If you are buying a latte every single day from Starbucks, because let's even say that you only got it Monday to Friday. If you're spending five bucks, let's count on my hand, five, 10, 15, 20, $25 times that by four, that's a hundred bucks a month right there. And I'm going to guess that it's not just the latte that you're doing it with. So my ask of you is not to sit here and be like, oh my God, shame on me. Like if that's you right now, please give yourself this tiny little like love slap across the face and know that it's coming from me because that's not the point of this episode. Instead, it is just to open our eyes. It is just to realize where do we spend the money on those things. And 
If anything, this is now us being able to connect the two Fs, food and finance, that unfortunately our early education system truly lacks in. Maybe this episode will help us to kind of get our finances in a little bit of order as well as our health. I could tell you for me for this month or at least for half of this month until I leave to Aruba to get married, um, I'm all, I have made a commitment to myself I can only eat out once a week. Not that we eat out that much by the way. I would say we normally eat out twice a week. Normally it's one night and then once over the weekend. Normally it's like breakfast over the weekend and once uh, like one weeknight. But I'm making a commitment that we are only going to do it once a week instead of twice a week. So see, it's not that I'm eliminating it, but I am realizing, okay, whenever we go out on the weekends, we normally go out for like a brunchy kind of thing. We'll get some mimosas, something of that nature, especially with the snow days that we've been having. Like that's just kind of fun. And right now I'm like, no girl, let's get your finances in check. You only have 19 days before you leave. Like cool, calm your tits. You're totally fine. Let's do just the sushi because sorry, not sorry. That's one that brings an obnoxious amount of joy to my soul for us getting sushi once a week. Let's do just that and not the other thing. So for brunch, let's say it costs us a hundred bucks to be able to get mimosas, get food, get appetizers. And we also like actually eat. We don't just eat like one egg and call it brunch. I never understand people like that. Like they'll spend a ton of money on mimosas and they won't spend it on food. Like, no, I eat the fucking food guys. So let's cut that hundred dollars out for three weekends. Wow. What do you know? An extra 300 bucks there. But that's also then time where I am now, I've had a few weekends in all honesty where I have not gone to the gym on Saturday because we went out to brunch. I totally understand that for me, it was the right thing to do at that time. Is it the right thing for me to do every single weekend? No. And I know that I'm now starting to go into my Instagram rant, meaning this might be the time when I lost a lot of you. So if I did lose you, I'm sorry. Let's reel it back in as we kind of wrap up this episode. And again, let's just take time to reflect. Maybe even like literally pull up your bank statement. If looking at the numbers really pisses you off, then don't do that. But just take time to realize what is the thing that you spent money on that you would say is unhealthy? And it doesn't have to be like physical consumption. Whatever it means to you is unhealthy. If it's Netflix, are you able to like look at how much time you spent on Netflix? Or we all know that Apple now oh so lovingly has that feature where it tells you how much screen time. Like maybe pull that up and look, how often were you just scrolling through YouTube or on Instagram or whatever it may be? And how could you utilize that time to do something like read a book or sew or plant or I guess that's gardening or, you know, whatever it is that then brings you a little bit of a healthy return to your mindset. I hope this makes sense. And I hope that you also realize the point of how and why I titled this episode why does the green juice cost so much? And in all honesty, I only studied economics a little bit in college and I truly loved it. I, it's the one thing I wish I kind of studied a little bit more of. Numbers have always been something that's fascinating and have come easy to me. But we have actually put ourselves in the predicament that we're in right now whenever it comes to something that is just like a juice bar. So a juice bar physically is going to look at something like what would it consider its competitor to be? And no matter what, it's going to be something that is related to a bar, a coffee bar, a juice bar, a alcoholic bar, whatever it is, they're going to relate it to that. 
They're then going to look at what are their prices, like, and their prices meaning, okay, the coffee beans cost this much, the milk costs this much, the machine costs this much. So that's why they're looking at something that is five something a latte, because they're trying to upcharge and make at least 62% of profit based on everything right now that they now need in order to serve that cup, right? So we're physically doing it with how often we go out and we buy that really expensive latte or the really expensive alcoholic drink. Like we are contributing to the reason why the green juice costs so much. Now, please note, there are a lot of other reasons, like the fact that vegetables do cost a lot, and it takes a lot of vegetables and fruit to make a juice. Like, there are other things that go into it. But I just challenge you right now to go, hmm, and to think about, are we actually causing, in some way, the reason, or the why, the how, for the juice to be so damn expensive? Are we, subconsciously, making our health more expensive than what it should be? Just a question, just food for thought, just something for you to think about and then take this conversation off of the podcast, aka away from me just blabbing in your ears and send me a message either at the Caffeinated Yogi Co or at Caffeinated Yogi Talks on Instagram. One is uh, my business page and the other is the podcast itself. Either one, I manage both. We're just going to have a little chit-chat as to what do you think? Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm full of horse shit? Like, what are your thoughts? I'd love to hear them. Now, as you heard me talking about earlier on this episode, I do provide nutrition coaching one-on-one. If you're interested, please peep the show notes. You actually always get them discounted for listening to the show. So please take a little peep in there. Send me a message. I would love to work with you and to get you being what I like to call a yogi who eats aka taking the yoga mindset off of the mat and to your plate. Lastly, if you did enjoy anything and everything here, please, please, please go give the show a review. You can now do it on Spotify, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't actually have my phone in front of me. I left it at the studio and I feel very lost right now. Otherwise, I would talk you through how to do it, but I can't see it. So you can do it on Spotify. You can also do it on Apple. Uh, It would mean the world to me. It is simply a way for more humans to be able to see and listen to my show, aka more exposure, which is kind of the reason, one of the reasons, I guess, why I put on the damn thing. So thank you guys again oh so much. It really does mean the world to me. Happy February. And until next Tuesday, namaste and slay boo thing.